even as we go into your word, I ask that Lord, you will speak through me, that Lord, you would flow through me, speak your word through me. Let every heart here be a good ground, that as your seed is sown, O God, it will germinate fruits of righteousness, worthy of your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 hallelujah. Let's quickly open our Bibles to the book of First Timothy chapter 4. The book of First Timothy chapter 4. We are reading from verses 13. First Timothy chapter 4. And we are reading from verses 13. All, you know what, we'll start from verse 12. Verse 12 to 16. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. For the sake of time, I'll just go ahead and read. Let's read together one to go. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things, give yourself wholly to them, that your progress or your growth may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to doctrine. Continue in them that you will save both yourself, praise God. Hallelujah. And let's open to the book of First Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3 from verses 1 to 4. And it says... And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. Even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal, behaving like mere men? Hallelujah. And it says, for the one who says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? May the Lord bless you of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The title of my sermon this morning is The Christian Growth Indicators. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, as a church, for uh, I'm aware that a, a couple of people who perhaps is your very first time here in the place of victory, even for those who are watching us online, and perhaps you're wondering, um, every month we theme our months as inspired by the Spirit of God, and the month of September is our month of growth. Hallelujah. It's our month of growth. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for the sake of introduction, I'll just do a brief recap. And so from last week's Sunday, we're looking at the topic, how to slay giants. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's the subtopic of this entire month. And the reality behind this is because, um, as God would say, you know, that in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8, it says, see, I have set the land before you. It says, go in the land and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them and their descendants after them. Hallelujah. In other words, there is a promise of God with your name on it. Hallelujah. 
you know the bible said that the thoughts that i think towards you are thoughts of good and never of evil to bring you to an expected end there is a desire there is an expectation that god has placed on your life however a man of god who said that there are giants in every man's promised land is a consistent principle in the kingdom of god that if we are going to take what belongs to us then we must understand how to fight the enemy praise the name of the lord hallelujah and i said here that it would take a better version of you and i if we are going to be able to confront the lions or rather the, the giants I recall that I gave an example last week Sunday when I was saying that the same David, the David that slew the lion and the bear, was not the same version of David that slew what? The giant. In other words, at some point in time, there was a growth process that David had to go through. And even in his dealings with God, for him to be confident enough to relate with being able to kill the lion and the bear to being able to slay the uncircumcised Philistine hallelujah and i said here that when it comes to the concept of growth in other words growth is relevant because growth so to speak is a report card it reports the fact that there is a proof of life in that individual secondly is that it reports an alignment to design in other words it's a validation to the fact that everything is still going as planned Praise the name of the Lord. And I, I remember giving that example about children, particularly here in the UK, you know, when we gave birth to our first child, Jesse. And it was my first experience of such a thing when um, for every, I think it was initially every, every month or six months um, would have a health visitor come. And the whole idea behind the lady coming was because she wanted to monitor or to plot the child's growth on a trajectory to see if everything is still going according to expectation hallelujah and so in other words when god is looking at my life and is examining your life as a fact as a matter of fact anything god created it's expected that it must grow hallelujah number three is that what for us to be able to grow is a requirement if we are going to be rewarded in this journey called life hallelujah in other words until you are growing you are not entitled to reward hallelujah for some that reward could be promotion at work it to be um, increase in your finances whatever it may be however the basis for that reward is what growth hallelujah and i said that growth is important because every tangible result in the kingdom of god is traceable to growth Praise the name of the Lord. Growth is what gives you and I access to inheritance. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, for as long as you are a child, although that inheritance originally has your name on it, but it is not given to the childlike version of you. Am I making sense? Praise the name of the Lord. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Galatians 4 verse 1 to 2. It says, now I say that an heir, as long as, you see, that as long, in other words, is a, is a function of time. That so long as you remain childish, you don't differ from a slave, although you are a master of all. But is under guardians and stewards until the appointed time by the father hallelujah and i recall that I, I mentioned that quote by apostle joshua selman that says that everything you're looking for is also looking for you however it's not this version of you so tell your neighbor grow up hallelujah tell your neighbor what grow up 
there is a need. If you and I are going to access the inheritance of the Father, if we are going to walk in the fullness of everything that God has ordained for you and I, then there is a mandate on you and I that you and I must grow. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, and I said that the purpose of growth is that what? Is for us to be like Christ. It's as simple as that. I can tell you many things of why it's important for you to grow, but everything is encapsulated in the person of Christ. The Bible says that what? The work must continue until we are all joined together in what we believe and in what we know about the Son of God. And it says our goal is to become like what? A full grown man and to look just like Christ and have all his perfection. So when you ask yourself, your goal is not to become like pastor or to become like Daddy Gio. You know, there's a, a consistent saying that say, oh, when I grow up, I want to be like you. That's flattery, quite all right. And I understand the motivation behind such statements. However, never lose sight of who our desire or our goal is to become like. Is to become what? Like Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. The aim is that you and I become like Jesus. And I ended the sermon last week saying that there are various ways for us to grow. Number one is that growth must be intentional. In other words, nothing grows by chance. There was a certain principle or mechanism that was put in place to ensure that that particular thing grows. A good example in agriculture, you understand that if your plant is to grow, number one is that you must put it under the right environment. In other words, the quality of the soil would determine how that particular plant is going to grow. But not just the soil, but it must be exposed to sunlight. Not just sunlight, it must constantly be watered. Praise the name of the Lord. And so that's an element of intentionality. It's not by chance that things grow. And the same principle applies to you. Just like the statement Paul, or sorry, Peter was saying, he's saying that what, no, Paul said the same thing, but Peter said the exact same thing. But Paul, I'm making reference to Paul here. He said that ever since you were born, he says what, I fed you with what? milk and not with solid food it says for until now you were not able to receive it even now you are still not able why because what you are what a child number two is that i said that you must surrender to the process bible says in the book of john 12 verse 24 it says except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and die it says what it abides alone but when it falls to the ground only then is it able to what bear much fruit number three is that we must identify mentors the bible says do not be slothful but be imitated of them who through faith and patience did what obtained the promise praise the name of the lord in other words there is someone who has accomplished what you're seeking to be or seeking to accomplish all you need to do is to begin to identify what principles did they practice in order to achieve what they achieved and then you'll have the same result but number four is that what you must become resolute the reality of it is that what you must face we will naturally face resistance in this journey called life but the bible says in isaiah 50 verse 7 it says for the lord god will be my help therefore i shall not be confounded therefore i will set my face like a flint for i know that i will not be ashamed praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so why growth indicators it's important and is imperative for us as christians to begin to measure how we grow 
Praise the name of the Lord. And I think even in the academic system, in order to establish the depth or the quality of understanding of the student, they put in place a curriculum. And the essence of that curriculum is that if students align themselves to these topics, within this time frame, all things being equal, they would have certain results that they desire. And I say that in the common world or in the corporate system, we have what we call the KPIs. Praise God. And for example, when you start your job or, or let me even encourage those who are seeking for jobs here in the UK and things like that. In a well-run organization, you'll be given certain KPIs. And the reason why it is key is because you may be doing many things because many of us can be like matter sometimes. We are busy doing other things, but not focusing what on what matters most. Just like Ma Mary and Martha. Martha was busy about trying to prepare whatever it may be. But for Mary, the key thing that mattered was that she remained at the feet of the master. Hallelujah. And so even in the corporate setting, you might be coming to work early. You might be... Um, you might be a very well-behaved individual. All those things are good. Don't get me wrong. But however, in assessing your performance, is not classed as key. Praise God. And now the reason why it is key is because it is by virtue of you contributing to those activities that brings about the overall success of that organization. Am I making sense? Praise God. And so even in the Christian circle or in the Christian setting, the same principle applies. Why are KPIs important is because you are able to measure your progress. Praise God. If you used to do the things you used to do when you gave your life to Christ six years ago, perhaps you are backsliding. Praise the name of the Lord. That the geo will say that, you know what, as a Christian, if you are the same person that you were many years when you gave your life to Christ, you have what? Backsliding. Because after all, the Bible said that the path of the just man, it shines what? Brighter and brighter onto a more perfect day. So many a times you find people say, oh, this is how I am. It's not an excuse. Praise God. Number two is that it helps us monitor our spiritual health. You know, people don't just backslide. Praise the name of the Lord. You cannot be on fire for God today and tomorrow you backslide. It's not possible. Praise God. Because the Bible said what? A little living. Living is what? The whole lump. And so backsliding might start today, but it will manifest maybe 20 years down the line. Am I making sense? And so the essence of KPIs is to keep on monitoring your spiritual health. What are those KPIs? The Bible says in the book of Luke that when the Pharisees and other lawyers came to Jesus, they said, we have seen the apostles or the disciples of John in fastings often. Praise God. The key was there was fasting often. And he says, why are your disciples not doing the same? He says, as long as the bridegroom is here, there is no need. But however, when the bridegroom is gone, then they would fast. In other words, fasting often is a key requirement for you as a Christian. I think I've said it here before that as a Christian, not by virtue of, oh, my church is doing fasting this week. No, as a Christian, at least once a week. Praise God. Because these are the things that ensure that your spiritual health is still in good standing with God. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Then number three is to analyze patterns. 
Patterns help you predict the future. Praise the name of the Lord. Patterns what? Help you predict the future. One of the things that you notice about those who perhaps you are in stock trading or you are in cryptocurrency or whatever it is, is all speculations quite all right. But you see, when you begin to study the pattern of certain things, the behavioral patterns, then you can be able to predict what someone can do. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so for us as believers, be watchful of certain patterns as they manifest in your life. There are certain tendencies that I see in me that I don't like. And I begin to tell myself, if I continue down this line, it will lead to chaos tomorrow. Those are KPIs. That is the relevance of what? KPIs. Because it helps me analyze certain patterns. Praise the name of the Lord. Am I making sense? Then number four is that what? It helps you to make adjustments and to stay on track. Praise God. You are able to ask yourself, am I doing certain things? I remember then when me and my wife, who were, who were still in courtship, there was this spreadsheet on Excel that we did that when we get married, these are the key things that must be sacrosanct in our home. Praise God. And those things, every now and again, we may have gotten off track because of the issues of life, but again, we have something to go back to, to ask ourselves. We said when we get married, we would like to be having family videos on Friday. Are we still doing it? Okay. What is not working? How can we ensure that it's happening? We agreed that at least we will send each other text messages during the day to check on each other. Are we still doing those things? Those are the things that help you because they are key to the health of your spirituality. Praise God. And finally, it helps you to solve problems and to tackle opportunities. The reality of it is that, you know what, as they say, the difference between a stumbling block and a stepping stone is how you look at it. Praise the name of the Lord. The difference between a stumbling block and a stepping stone is dependent on how you look at it. Many things that we call challenges are promotions in disguise. When Saul was saying that if there's anybody who would defeat this Philistine, it was an opportunity. It wasn't just peculiar to David. It was, it was an open invitation to everybody. But other people saw it as a challenge. David saw it as an opportunity for me to what? Become king. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that all these things help us in examining ourselves. And so Paul had an interesting observation. Paul was a church planter and he went to the church in Corinth and he observed certain things. Praise the name of the Lord. Because having established these KPIs now, you begin to see things from the eyes of Paul. So Paul went to this church and he said, And brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but what? As to carnal, as to babes in Christ. He says, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to what? Receive it. Even now, you are still not able. In other words, based on the curriculum of God for your life, I expect that you'd have gone far. There are certain Christians, in quotes, that you encounter, you're wondering, you say you're a believer. Because based on the things that I'm seeing with my interactions with you, I expected more. I was having a chat with a lady and, and she was saying, oh, about this person's behavior. And she said, oh, I'm not surprised. I said, I'm surprised. I'm surprised because I expected 
based on my observation of this person, certain things should not even be said about this person in the first place. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Paul here was saying that, for, for, for what? You are still carnal. For where there are what? Envy, strife, divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like what? Children. Allow me to paraphrase. Because when you say men, men, when you as a royal person is behaving like a commoner, it's, 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 it's an abomination, so to speak. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because Paul expected better. There, you are from a different breed. Praise the name of the Lord. And so I assume that in that church in Corinth, there was so much envy and strife and divisions that that's one of the things that when we do our workers' training here, as part of our workers' creed, is said there, is cast in stone. I will not use my mouth to tear down another. You can't. Because it's not, it's, it's not Christ-like. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember, Jesus is what? Our focus. He's the template. He's our pattern. And so whatever Jesus did must be our priority in accomplishing. And whatever he did not do, we are supposed to discard it. Praise the name of the Lord. And so it says, for when one says, I'm Paul, and another says, I'm Apollos, he says, are you not carnal? So perhaps in that church, there were camps. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, leave those ones or leave those ones. I don't associate with them. You know, may God have mercy on us. Amen. There's something I wanted to say, but I choose to leave it for a different day. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, there was a time, okay, I, I think I will say it because it's, it's part of, of that discipleship. You see, there was a time when we had an issue in this church, Okay. And somebody said, oh, leave those Awaibos. And God bear me witness, right? As at that time, I had been in this church for maybe, I wasn't a pastor then anyway. But I had been in this church for give or take seven to eight years. And I asked myself, for the, I never in my life, tribalism ever came to my mind. Until that day, it never even crossed. It wasn't, I was like, oh, wow, Really? So these things even exist. Praise the name of the Lord. Such conversations should not even be heard. Because the Bible said that's what? That before God, there is no Jew, neither is there any Greek. But the same Lord is rich to everyone who call upon his name. So what's the issue of tribe? Praise the name of the Lord. It should not be heard amongst believers. That some is saying, oh, I'm of Paul, another I'm of Apollos. He says, are you not what? Anna. Praise God. Because it is not what? A, a healthy talk for a believer. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so here then, how then do we begin to measure our maturity? You know, Bishop T.D. Jakes will call it the systems under test, S-U-T. That if you are going to measure the maturity of, of a believer, there are three things that you must take into account. And Paul said it here. He said, when I was a child, I did what? I spoke as a child, I did what? I understood as a child, and I did what? I thought as a child. He says, but when I became what? A man. He says what? I put away what? Childish things. 
Praise the name of the Lord. And so, if I want to know whether you are a child or not, all I need to do is to spend some time with you. Praise God. Because your speech will give away your thought pattern. Praise the name of the Lord. How you talk. The Bible said that to what? Out of the abundance of thy heart. It says what? Your mouth will speak. And so when you begin to decide whether somebody is mature or not, that's why sometimes when people do some things, just say, you know what? Leave him as a child. Because there are some things that are permissible at the childlike phase of someone's life. Praise the name of the Lord. Or like when my daughter will say, oh daddy, you're making me angry. We all laugh about it because you know what? She's a child. Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, if as an adult, you begin to speak as a child, then there is something wrong. So for us as believers, we must begin to check ourselves. Praise the name of the Lord. We must begin to what? Check ourselves. How is my speech? What is the quality of my understanding? And what I'm talking about understanding here is that you are using scripture to begin to influence your beliefs. Praise the name of the Lord. Or for a good example, somebody will say, oh, all this past, you know, one of the things that social media has done now is that it gave everybody a voice. Praise the name of the Lord. If the, the best way to grow followership is just to be controversial. Praise God. If you want to increase your followership, just be increasingly controversial. And guess what? Ah. You know, there was somebody that, you know, they posted something controversial. Ah! I like that pastor. That is where I want to be going. Why? Because what? You, you, are, you are just feeding their childishness. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you see, the Bible says that what? Broad is the way that leads to what? Damnation. And so you understand that many people would want to follow down that line. And so when you begin to understand, what is your understanding like? How do you, what informs your perception for life? Praise God. Or for someone you say, oh, as a believer, I want to have my own pound of flesh. Obviously, your understanding is lacking. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay? Okay, I've got 10 more minutes. And so here, we, we begin to see how do we then, as believers, what are the key performance indicators for us in the church or for us as Christians? What are those things that I must begin to reflect on? That when I begin to examine myself, it will tell me whether I'm still on track for heaven or not. Praise God. Because whether I would like it or not, in all these things, maybe you have forgotten, Jesus is still coming. Praise God. Maybe you are among those school of thought that said, you know, since I've been young, they have been saying Jesus is coming, is coming, is coming. He has not still come up until now. You know what? Let me just go and do what I want to do. Let me remind you again, Jesus is still what? Coming. Praise God. Every time you wake up and he has not yet come, it's just the mercy of God. Praise God. It's just mercy. Because if the trumpet should blow, not many will make it. And so it's just God showing you and I mercy. Hallelujah. And so how do we, what are those things that would check our health? Number one is what? Your love for God. Hallelujah. The Bible said that in the latter days, it says the love of many will do what? It will work cold. 
Praise God. And so you must begin to ask yourself, when I started with God, I was on fire for God. Anything concerning church and God's kingdom, I was willing to do. But the question is, what is my motivation today? Praise God. Because if your love for God was hotter, you say, ah, I remember the good old days in campus. I will pray, go to the mountain, I will go for evangelism, I'll do all this. But now, ah, you must ask yourself that question. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because your love for God. Look at what the Bible says in the book of First John 4 verse 16. It says, and we know and we have known and believed that the love that God had for us, that God is love. And he that what dwelleth in love does what dwelleth in God and God in him. Praise the name of the Lord. What is the love of God like concerning you? Is coming to church a burden or is he a blessing? Because you see, it says your speech, your understanding, and what? Your thought pattern. Because if you truly understand, you see, when I gave my life to Christ for the last time, nobody needed to convince me to serve God in church. Praise God. Right from Nigeria, I was looking for a church. I said, it may like come. That day when they were announcing, anybody in the work, nobody had to cajole me. It's, it's me and my God. Praise God. And then my pastor then, I'll say, even if this man should backslide, he's not stopping me. After all, when I was giving my life to Christ, it's, it's, it's a personal transaction. So what is your love for God? Because the truth is, if you love God, genuinely you will love people. Praise God. If you truly love God, you know, this love for people nowadays, you know, you, you will see so many um, self-enhancing statements. You know, I think I said it here last time, you know, positive energy only. You know, I only love those that love me. You only live once. So for that reason, you know, negative energy, stay far away. But you see, the true test of love the true test of love is in the midst of negative energy. Praise God. The true proof of your love is when the energy is so negative. And yet, that's why Paul will say that for the love of God compels us. In other words, ordinarily, I will not do this thing. But you see, but because I love God. Because I love God, I'm willing to do whatever it will take. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you cannot say that you love God and cannot love the person next to you. How are you able to communicate your love? One of them is how you speak to people. Remember I said that how you expose your immaturity or your maturity is by your speech, your understanding and your thought patterns. The Bible said that when you speak, it says, let your words be filled with what? Grace. So that it may impart those who hear you. Praise God. You know, I was reading my Bible, Luke chapter 4. I like how the Bible says it there. It says that, and as a result of the grace that came out of Jesus' mouth, they had to ask, is this not Joseph's son? Because I could not believe that this small boy, 
all of a sudden is speaking with so much authority with so much grace that everybody that hears him are blessed there are people that with the way you speak nobody wants to come near you praise god and yet you say you love people see ah go and ask about me i love people praise god but yet no it's the reality because you must ask yourself these are kpis so that when i find myself speaking wrongfully i'm able to examine myself praise god that's what the word of god does it exposes your weaknesses and recommends ways of bettering yourself praise the name of the lord in the book of james it says that the tongue although it's small it causes what great havoc praise the name of the lord so many marriages today the issues that they go through will be solved if their what their words are filled with grace they say oh when i'm angry this is how i talk praise the name of the lord but you see that is when you have not truly been changed am i making sense because this is how we begin to examine ourselves as believers what are those things how do i know that i'm growing before i used to be hot tempered because i used to stammer and you know that stammering is the equivalent to what temper because you are trying to communicate something and you are being frustrated so i used to be very very hot tempered but thank god for jesus hallelujah why because it is no longer the case and so it's not an excuse for you to remain the same that perhaps you grew up in, in a toxic environment and that becomes your default setting. It should not be. People should not pay for the price of your wrong upbringing. Praise the name of the Lord. Because that's how it is. You say, oh, you know, because I grew up in a dysfunctional home, that means I should be dysfunctional. Then where is the essence of Jesus in your life? Because the reality of it is that when they look at you, you don't look like where you came from. That's the essence of the gospel. Acts 4 verse 30 said that when they saw how they spoke, they knew that they had been with Jesus. Because these people originally, they were the wrong people to ever uh, to mingle with. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three is the element of gratitude. Only children are ungrateful. Think about that. Only children are ungrateful. Because you will do something, they will keep wanting more. As a proof of you being a child is that you are selfish. Maturity is that what? You are willing to what? Sacrifice for one another. And so when it comes to being grateful, the Bible says again, Paul was saying to Timothy, he says, be watchful of these things. He says, in the last days, he says, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. He says, unthankful, unthankful. When it's time to give testimony, because God hasn't done that big thing, it seems like God is partial. Praise the name of the Lord. 
But you see, the reality of it is what? This is where understanding now uh, uh, prevails. If you thank God for the little, that is the only way you are qualified for more. Praise God. I say that thanksgiving is like yeast on bread. Yeast is what causes the bread to rise. For every time Jesus was encountered with a challenge, the very first thing he will say is what? Father, I thank you. Because thanksgiving is God's demand for you and I. Yes, you may have lost something. If only you knew the mind of the devil. Praise the name of the Lord. How many times have we deliberately took time to say, Father, I may not have gotten that thing, but Lord, I thank you. Because you see, thanksgiving is a proof of maturity. I may not have it yet, but God, I'm grateful. I still see what you are doing in the other areas of my life. If man was to charge me, I don't know if I'm able to pay. And so for that reason, I just want to say what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Number four is the quality of our decisions. That's how you know that you are mature. The quality of the decisions that we make every day. Hebrews says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers. It says you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. The same thing Paul was saying to the church in Corinth. It says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is what? Unskilled in the word of God. For he is what? A babe. But solid food belongs to those who by reason of use. It says, who are of full of age. Those who by reason of use have their senses to discern both good and evil. Praise the name of the Lord. This is how we know that we are growing. When you begin to notice that I'm, I'm able to make better decisions. When people entice me with evil things, I now know when to say no. The Bible says, my son, if sinners entice you, it says, consent thou not. When opportunities are given to me that I know that are against my values and my Christian beliefs, I'm able to say, yes, this offer is good. But you know what? I choose to pass. Because I know that what this is not God. You know, I heard a story of a lady. This was a true life story. Because this lady was saying that, I think she was sharing the auntie's testimony. The auntie was sleeping with a married man. But yet, she would come to church and say, I want to thank God for promotion at work. You know how you got it. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I want to thank God for supplying all my needs. That's not how God supplies needs. Praise the name of the Lord. You are causing sorrow for somebody. And yet, you are saying it's God. It cannot be God. Or you are involved in fraud credit card fraud or whatever identity theft and you're saying oh i thank god for increase thank god for mercy because you know back then god's judgment was online real time 
you know everything was addressed right there and there but thank god for mercy praise god and finally it's our hunger for the word of god and prayer praise the name of the lord it's your hunger for the word of the lord and prayer these are how you begin to check remember i said people don't backslide all of a sudden it starts with little habits here and there oh i'm rushing i'll pray later the one has passed date i think that our bible app even reminds us even when you have not read the bible today it just reminds you let's continue this trick praise god because these are the subtle ways god is just trying to help us so that we don't stray from the enemy or stray straight to the camp of the enemy praise god because the degree to which we desire the things of god is a proof that our heart is still in check you see when your heart become becomes to be hardened is when the things of god no longer moves you that that's why the bible said that what that god has now given them to what a reprobate mind he has been nudging 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 and they said no he said you know what okay have your way so for us these are the things that must begin to ask ourselves even as we reflect on our lives what are those things that are in my life that are showing whether i'm a child or i'm an adult and i trust that the lord will help us all in jesus mighty name let us bow our heads even as we pray you know every time we come under the word of god is a privilege that god is giving everyone afresh perhaps for those who started with god and have deviated from the way or perhaps you have not even accepted christ in your life before and you are hearing this message for the very first time mercy has prevailed because the bible said that what the god of this world has blinded their eyes and so whenever you come like this god allows you to encounter light the essence of light is for direction and so perhaps you are here and you are yet to make jesus the lord of your life or you are watching me online you are yet to acknowledge jesus as your lord or you fall into the camp of those who you started with god but issues of life derailed you away my brother my sister mercy has prevailed if you fall into these categories why don't you just say with me lord jesus say have mercy on me say forgive me of my sins cleanse me with your blood i acknowledge that you died on the cross of calvary for me and on the third day you rose again therefore i confess you as my lord and my savior grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation in jesus mighty name i've prayed gracious father in heaven i thank you for everyone who may have said this prayer the bible said that i stand in the door and i knock and if any man will open he says you i will come in and i will sup with him father in the name of jesus i pray for everyone that lord of god in heaven these words that we have heard will stand for us on the day of judgment that lord this word will be a propeller to better christian experiences 
that our lives will be pleasing unto you and the glory remains you and you alone in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed amen and amen praise the name of the lord